0: Hi, I'm Phil Ranta, the host of NFT Stories Podcast. Every week we tell another story from this multi-billion dollar market alongside the artists, collectors, companies, and entrepreneurs that are making it all happen. If you search the term weed on OpenSea, which is kind of like the eBay of NFTs, you get 382,000 results. Pot has 480,000 results. Smoking gets 399,000 results. Cannabis has 78,000 results. And if you're thinking, well, that's not too much, the word unicorn, one of the biggest animals in NFTs with plenty of huge collections dedicated to it, has 359,000 results. Marijuana is burning up the NFT market. But let's not write this off as basement-dwelling slacker stoners. This is coming at a time when marijuana is being legalized all over the United States. The legal cannabis industry is going to hit $35 billion this year in 2022, up 22% from 2021. This is projected to almost double to $61 billion in 2026 and talk about a passionate community. Marijuana enthusiasts find each other through the clothes they wear, the concerts they go to, and a unique glossary of insider terms. Kind of sounds like an NFT-oriented Discord server. So on this magical 420 holiday, I wanted to find an entrepreneur in the NFT space focused on this intersection and thankfully, met an executive from NugFTs, a utility-focused project in the NFT space where holders have access to live weed, quote-unquote, tastings at dispensaries. I'm not sharing his name because he isn't doxxed, which means he does not release his name publicly. This is really common in the NFT space for a variety of reasons, avoiding hackers, not revealing their side hustle to their bosses, etc., Before we chat chat pass, this interview was recorded before the launch of their project NugFTs, which is now out in the world. You can find it and buy it right now on OpenSea.io. We are so excited to have an executive from NugFT on right now. Thank you so much for joining us today to talk about cannabis and NFTs.
1: Yeah. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: Great. So a lot of people are nervous about the NFT market and they're nervous about the cannabis market. <laughs> so you put the two together and it just seems like a really strange fit. So why did you decide to go into a market where you're combining two kind of bleeding edge industries together?
1: Yeah. Um, it's it's the fusion of the unknowns. Um, but I think that that builds intrigue. Everyone's excited about um the NFT space, especially as of late, but there's been a, a huge uh community that's been excited about cannabis for a long time. Um and so what we saw was that you know NFTs coming up. There's a lot of people in that community that are um avid, you know, cannabis uh enjoyers. They partake in, in the cannabis space as well. And the the synergy just seems so logical. And so serendipitous that we wanted to really dive in and create a space that was uh, accessible for both of those groups to come together.
0: Yeah, I mean, the one one point of inflection I see the most between cannabis and NFTs is the internet fan culture, right? People (laughs) who are 420 friendly, they wear it on their profile video. They'll make a TikTok about it. There's a lot of cannabis reviewers, same way with NFTs, right? I'm interested in this one. So I change my avi. I talk about it all day on Twitter. I talk about yep. it on discord. So do you think that by combining those two fan bases, you're going to create a, that's a say super power, online community of cannabis and NFT?
1: I mean, ideally. Yeah. Like that is, I think the, the dream of any project is to create just this supercharged energetic community um, that really is, is, stands by you know what they are representing and cannabis has so many different uses and it's done so many great things for people um, that it's now becoming deeper than just you know oh i, I smoke bud or you know i'm chilling out here like burns flip whatever it is it's like no weed is a, a powerful tool and it's done amazing things and so the people that are, you know, within our community and in the cannabis community that we're trying to, you know, gravitate towards truly stand by it and have this deep connection with it that, um, you know, is exactly what we wanted to build our community around and, and have them be a part of it. So it's it's supercharged and it's, uh, it's exciting.
0: And it's, I mean, it's so new, right? Like we, we don't really know when states are going to legalize a lot of there's been a lot of questions about the legality of certain dispensaries and it feels like there's a different mm-hmm. law on the ballot all of the time so yep. and you've been speaking to people who are business people in the cannabis market in order to make partnerships for your nft project so wh- what are they sure. seeing are they just like oh thank god somebody's gonna help us promote this to a new community are they hesitant are they nervous <laughs> about stepping into blockchain technology
1: I think it, there's like, there's pros and cons to everything, you know? Um, and I think, like you said, yes, we're waiting on a lot of legislation to pass and there's a lot of unknowns, you know, is it going to be finally federally, you know, legalized? Um, and that's the the goal, I guess, and the dream for anyone within the cannabis community. They just hope that that one day happens. Um, but right now you still have, you have to take it day by day and, and state by state, if you will, uh, because you know I'm out in California, where it's very different than you know some other states in the South, especially East Coast. Um, so it's it's a it's a ever changing, very fluid uh, kind of environment. But that also creates opportunity. And so it's similar to the NFT space, where there is these kind of areas that aren't necessarily clearly defined yet. And we see it as if we can be the ones to bring some shape and and kind of draw some lines to help really facilitate. The most optimal way of of doing business in these spaces, um, you know, that's completely extremely valuable, Um, and that's really the goal, and so we have. You know, I don't know how, how deep we want to get into like the roadmap and, and everything that we have uh, for the project, but we're very excited about, you know, what the future holds for the project. And, you know, as cannabis continues to grow, um, no pun intended, but as it continues to grow in society and become more widely accepted, um, we think that we'll be very well positioned to really streamline and bring a, a different level of efficiency to this, this marketplace.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, I think that we can talk about it in short. Um, right. There's a reason why you're doxxed, why we're not showing your face on the video. It's because um, in short, what we're what you're creating is kind of, let's say, a disaggregated Soho house for cannabis users, right? People who are owners will get special access to dispensaries and t- yep. quote-unquote tastings That's and things right. like that. So, yeah. So it does involve having relationships with this disaggregated market of dispensaries which anybody who's driven around los angeles knows there's a bajillion dispensaries (laughs) and none of them are like the walmart of dispensaries i feel like there's a lot of people who are trying to fight for that space
1: for sure and it's so hard to even get a license to be able to sell recreationally medicinally all these just nuances within the space it's just it's a mess and you know i i tip my cap to these guys who you know started the dispensaries, went through the process of getting the licenses, you know, and now they're out there trying to provide the product to this community. Um, And that's, you know, a completely invaluable position to be. Um, But that's only one of really like three, what that makes up the cannabis industry. So you have the growers, uh, the refineries, and then you have the dispensaries. And so each one acts sort of independently of one another, but then they all are together in the ecosystem, they're, you know, transacting with one another. Um, But what we've kind of seen in the market is with it being so sporadic and kind of disconnected, there's opportunities for different levels of each of the stages to kind of take advantage of the next. Right. And so that causes issues, right? So if there's arbitrary premiums being charged, just because you don't know what the next grower has, or if the next grower is, you know, if they even exist, like you you don't even know it. Um, and so being able to bring them all together to where it's a, a verifiable place, and it's it's taste tested by the community, and it's rated. And so the people are really empowering one another at each stage of that process to bring a more cohesive efficient optimal cannabis industry together
0: yeah when you when you talk about it in that way it almost sounds like the way you're approaching blockchain and nfts in the cannabis market is as marketing right so we all know nfts can be very profitable right. but the reason why a dispensary would want to partner with someone like you is it's hard to get the word out and it's hard to be dominant. And by working with you, you're adding some validity and community behind it.
1: Right. And it's not necessarily just like marketing in the sense of get the name out there. It's marketing in the sense of the community has said, you know, this place sells some fire gas and you got to go. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's endorsed by the community. And so that not only breeds uh, a loyal, you know, or a stronger following for that dispensary, but it also empowers the community to say, no, that was trash. Like, I don't want to smoke that. And then it's immediately verified. Like people will understand. Okay. So it brings out the best and it's really providing that level of, of knowledge to the community. So they know what's up. And then it also, it, it forces the, the, the dispensaries, the growers, the refineries to really work together to be like, let's produce this optimal product for our consumers.
0: Yeah. I mean, it makes so much sense because if you, I mean, the I, I am not in the cannabis world, but i certainly am in the internet world. So I get yeah. to see it from the outside and everybody's wearing it on their sleeve. I would say that it's, it's right up there with being a gamer and, you know, being like a, a LinkedIn entrepreneur in <laughs> terms of hours spent per day sitting online, Oh yeah, talking about your passions around this. And, Frankly, a lot of NFT projects that have been explosively large mm-hmm. have had that vibe, right? To the, to the early days of CryptoPunks and Bored Apes, where they uh, were essentially doing it to show they cared about blockchain and NFTs, right. to now where it's you know World of Women that's showing that they believe in female empowerment. So, so it feels like a natural extension of that. But do you view this as kind of a template that others could use around engaged van communities to bring them all together for a certain purpose?
1: Uh, I think definitely, you know, I think humans are innately drawn to community, I think we thrive off of being in a community. And that's really the power of these NFT projects is, you know, the equation of value equals community, like if you have one, then you have the other. Um, And communities will, will find value, and then value finds communities. And so, you know, that uh, is, is so exciting because we get to create a community and, and bring people together um, in a new one. But it's still, uh, you know, it's it's a fusion of the two and it, it makes it even stronger. And that was probably the most exciting part about it is whenever you really start to see and feel this energy come up within the community, people are talking about, you know, sharing pictures of their, their bud and hanging out within, like, obviously the discord, they're like online, they're hanging out, but it's just, it grows and it's exciting. And, um, I think that, yeah, it's super empowering. Um, and I guess it can be replicated, but it has to be predicated upon something that people are truly passionate about and finding the true value in whatever it is that you're trying to center your, your community around. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I love that.
1: Yeah. No, I was going to say like to even touch on a little bit more, like, you know, the NFT space is evolving and, and I think people are starting to better recognize those communities that are legit and that are really focused on something for the right reasons. And, bring and the, you know, the, the project is truly trying to bring value to that community. Um, and that was like our focus 100% from the beginning. It's how much, like, how can we maximize the value that we're bringing to these community members? And then everything else is tertiary to that. And so if you do it like that, you know, I think that's just it's 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 the right way to do it. You know?
0: Yeah, it does feel like there, in the NFT world, especially there's been this value gap. Right. Where there's some people who say, well, it's three hundred dollars for this JPEG. And the roadmap is you're going to get access to a discord and then we promise we'll build other things. Right. And then who knows whether it's going to be built. And then there's some projects that say, well, we're $50 and we're going to give you tons of stuff, right? And it feels like, especially from the outside looking in, that there's really the price discrepancies. It's really hard to tell which one is more valuable than the other one until the market validates it. So um, do you believe that the future of these NFT communities like cannabis are about super serving your audience, right? Once you sell out the initial drop, how do we reinvest as much as we possibly can into the utility?
1: I mean, I think so, because at the end of the day, you can, you know, yeah, you can take all the, the proceeds and, and do something else. But it's if you're really for the community, then you're going to reinvest that back into the community. You know, you're going to find new ways to optimize their experience. And that's what we were focused on, especially with like partnering with dispensaries, having tastings, being able to provide that experience to community members. Um, to show them like hey you know this is not only something that's super sick to have and you can have your own unique strain of weed and you own that strain um you know but you also get to talk to like-minded people you get to try different strains you get to go to different places and experience different things in real life um while also having access to this community within you know the the i don't want to say the metaverse but the metaverse
0: (laughs) Just to talk about that community a little bit more, I had this this moment of realization. It was maybe April of 2021 when I joined the Top Shot Discord. Mm-hmm. And yes, a lot of the rooms were people talking about how much money they made or that they pulled something rare or a yeah. from a card or something like that. But there was also this room where people were just talking about basketball. right? right? And they, they weren't talking about the NFT at all. It was just a very cool place where basketball fans could gather and talk about basketball. And likewise, I think that the aha moment was where does somebody who cares about cannabis go? They can go on Twitter. They can find the right hashtags. Maybe they can find the right discord. But what you're promising them is these are people that put their money where their mouth is. And in a way, that's a point of validation. So do you think that it's important that this isn't a free community and therefore it's going to be real cannabis fans for 100% sure?
1: Uh, yeah, I, I think that's uh, also another strong component of NFTs, you know, it's there's certain structures surrounding like a community almost from like a psychological standpoint. Um, but one of them is, you know, be like, you're way more invested emotionally, and, and you have a stronger sense of loyalty to a, a group or a community organization, if you are truly putting up something of value to be able to access it. Um, and, you know, we don't want to say like, it's like a ticket, um, but it's an investing it's an investment in the community. And so you are a nugget holder, that's exclusive, and then you have the access to do these other things, but you're naturally gonna be more engaged, committed, excited, because you're like, Hey, you know, I I, I worked hard for this and I and, you know, put something towards it, and now I'm gonna reap the benefits of what I'm in.
0: Yeah, it's fascinating because in a way, a lot of the, the NFTs that are built around fan communities like cannabis, it's it's in a way mm-hmm. kind of what happens to a free market when there's a membership component, right? Is the more exclusive the buy-in, the perception of, of quality gets higher and higher, right? Like Board yeah. Ape Yacht Club, getting in that club is extremely valuable, but it's valuable because it's valuable. Exactly. And the headlines of it being six figures to get in makes it even more valuable and that's why yep. the MMs and the weekends of the world are buying in because it becomes like a gucci brand right it becomes like high-end in order to be in this group when actually the group is high-end because it's high-end right so exactly. it's fascinating to see what happens prophecy. so like with success nug ft becomes like the the what every cannabis fan wants to get the money to get into someday
1: yeah, and you know, and then the best part about that is if it reaches that point, it's giving so much value to the community members that were, you know, already in it. You know, because if it, if it has a good run on the secondary market, that's providing value to those that were, you know, with us in the mint or on the whitelist uh, or you know, won one of the giveaways on Twitter. And so it's it's another avenue of providing you know value to the community. Um, but I don't want to see it as you know, just a a quick, quick flip, get rich, go out. Like we have a long-term roadmap that we're really excited about building out. Um, and you know, we really are focused on rewarding the community members that are going to be with us and and come along for the ride.
0: It's, it's interesting because I think there are a lot of flippers out there who are, first of all, just for the uninitiated (laughs) in the NFT world, a mint is the initial drop and you keep the lion's share of that revenue. Um, once it resells, then everybody can set how much money they get from the resale. So they'll take 5% or 10% Mm or 15%. And for a lot of projects that say we did a billion dollars in sales, that doesn't mean the owner of Bored Apes or CryptoPunks gets a billion dollars because a lot of it is resale, so you get a portion of it. But then a lot of people talk about how much of that is reinvested back in the project. Do you have a feeling for what you think the right number is in terms of being a owner of this community Mm -hmm. and project? should be reinvested back into utility for the project.
1: Are you saying like from the residuals or from the initial like mint proceeds?
0: Yeah. I mean, so let's say you go out and you make a million dollars in the drop and you know that the resale market is going to be hot. So you're going to keep making Mm -hmm. money. But how do you decide how much of that million dollars to put into hiring more business development people to go do deals with more dispensaries or You know, uh, having the the booth at NFT land, like I mean, it's a very hard decision to make. Yeah, I mean,
1: it's literally like, you know, a micro boardroom of any business where you got to sit down, run through the numbers and say, all right, what's going to make sense? What's going to add the most value to the ones that are holding right now? Um, You know, because is it is it better to to get as much attention as possible to this project so that the secondary value runs up for, for those that got in on mint? Um, you know, or do we allocate a majority of the funds to current community experience? You know, do we do we get a huge, you know, a house on the beach and have like a weekend uh, getaway for you know the the local FT holders, and then we do it in different regions of the country and have dispensaries come and and kind of set up their booths, and then people are tasting and and having a time. Um, you know those are the visions that we have. So it's just a matter of what makes the most sense. What's the community wanting? Um, And, and then from there, you like, okay, now let's deploy some capital on it and let's make this thing happen. So of the a million, it's like, we don't have a set number of, you know, we're keeping this much and we're putting that much there. It's really like, all right, once we have our mint, then we start to go, you know, milestone by milestone, hitting those different Pillars essentially, and whatever capital makes sense to deploy on those, we'll, we'll, we'll get it done. Um, I know there's going to be a lot of development and research uh, as we continue to build out, you know, the coin and, and Nugnet, the platform where where dispensaries and growers can actually transact, um, and probably a, a considerable amount of, of of legal fees to make sure that we're uh, got our P's and Q's in order there, but um, I mean, it's all it's all for the community. So whatever that number is, whatever it takes to, to, to max that value out, that's what it takes.
0: One of the things I did want to talk to you about is the legal fee side, because since you're in a, let's say, a volatile market in terms of legality uh-huh. and regulation, right? There's who knows, yeah. right? Like, depending on who gets elected in what territory and what they care about weed could either become legal tomorrow or they could decide they're going to try to run every (laughs) dispatch from
1: the u.s again
0: um but because of that right you never know you never know i mean the same with nfts right who who depends who's 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 looking at it and who has what (laughs) through what lens it's kind of reminds me of video games in the 90s right where it's like suddenly video games were causing all violence in the united states and everyone in congress said Either you're with video games or you're mm-hmm. against it, and we all saw how that turned out, right? Video games did yeah. fine, but for a while it got pretty iffy in the in the industry. So, so in terms of a defensible roadmap and legal costs, like who knows if your legal costs are going to be astronomical exactly. or if you're gonna have smooth sailing? So, yeah. so in terms of roadmap, how do you put together a defensible roadmap knowing that? the legal fee question is going to be looming over your head, let's say.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's really like step one, you know, you got to have everything in order from that aspect um, because, you know, nothing else will happen if it all falls apart due to regulation. Um, so then you look at, okay, we need, uh, you know, NFT crypto lawyer, and then you need a cannabis lawyer. you need like an interstate commerce specialized lawyer. Um, and then, those are all not necessarily the cheapest uh, services, but you don't want to skimp out on something like that because that's the, the foundation for everything else. Um, And so that's pretty much assumed to be one of our largest initial expenses is getting everything shored up squared away so that we know exactly where we can head and go into it, you know, with complete confidence and, and, the anticipation to build on it
0: yeah no then i can say from personal experience just talking to a lot of family offices and venture capitalists there's a lot of people interested in cannabis right now and there's a lot of people interested in NFTs. so the way that i always when i look at your business and i say well how do you make this defensible if everything were to turn upside down i have a feeling that if you're able to have a strong launch and you're able to build a community that even if you you get slapped with a million dollars in legal costs, someone would want to come in and save it so that they can have the power of this probably higher net worth, more passionate cannabis community that you build around it. So, in a way, like the discord becomes the value of the business if if I were to be so bold. It's
1: the community. The community yeah. is the value. but yeah, that's I mean, it's another way of saying it, but yeah, I mean,
0: which feels like it's true for so many nfts. I, yeah,
1: I mean, it's almost universally like, the law of NFTs, right? Like this thing will be exactly what it is until it's it's valued by someone. And then if you want to sell it for more or want it to go up, it has to be even highly valued by somebody else.
0: Parting thoughts in terms of the cannabis community. Do you think that this is something that a lot of people in the cannabis community are going to embrace? The blockchain, the future of NFTs. Do you think that it might be uh, too cutting edge and too risky in an already risky business like do you think there's going to be a lot of other use out there
1: um yeah I mean we've already seen some other projects around the, the cannabis space that have uh come up you know uh, crypto cannabis club has a, a very strong community I think it's a great project and they do a lot of cool things for the community members um you know which hats off to them I don't feel like it's a a competition when you're really just trying to to bring as much value to to people within the cannabis industry. And so, you know, I I love what they're doing, Um, you know, Stoner Cats was a a, a pretty big project as well. And, um, you know, I think that they're creating some some cool content and it's engaging and that's also another avenue and a very cool um, project. So there are other things that are coming up. you know, and I think that that's just uh, indicative of the cannabis community being so strongly tied to cryptos and NFTs. I don't know what necessarily drove this kind of mass adoption within the cannabis community, but it's strong. And um, I think it will just continue to trend that way.
0: Absolutely. And I appreciate your time for this. If, if I hope yeah, so. I hope so, too. If people want to find yeah. out more about your project, yeah. where should they go?
1: Twitter. At Nugfts Nation, um, Nugfts.com. We have website. Then there's a, a full white paper at the bottom, and then Discord. You can get on there as well. I think there's a link in our link tree on Twitter has everything there. Um, but yeah, Nugfts Nation on Twitter and uh, Nugfts.com.
0: Well, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, I appreciate, appreciate it. chatting with me today. This episode of NFT Stories podcast is hosted and produced by me, Phil Ranta. Theme music is by Mike Constantini and we're made possible by our friends at We Are Verified. This episode has now officially been minted. See you at the next drop.